seven column sheet, <clears throat> CBT salt record. So we're talking about um, a distressing salt, right? Here's what you have to ask yourself. Where were you? What emotion or feeling? What is that negative thought? What is the evidence that supports the thought? What is the evidence that does not support the thought? Alternative thought, and then the emotion or feeling that goes with it. This is evidence-based therapy. So if you were saying, if you were actually saying, oh, you know, I'm worried, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm worried, you know, something's gonna happen, something's go going to happen. If there's no evidence for it, then nothing's going to happen. It's just in your head. And you need to be able to see this. I was doing this with a young kid last week and he said oh yeah robert i see by the time uh he'd even got to the fourth column and the fifth oh wow yeah it seems so 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 silly and and here's the thing is what you have to remember with this is that your mind is conditioned meaning that your mind is used to thinking about a certain thing. When you throw in what evidence supports that, I almost guarantee you that there's no evidence that supports it. It's just a loop that goes around and around in your head. I almost guarantee you that there's evidence that does not support that thought. Think about the last thing that you're worried about that didn't come to pass what's the alternative thought and so what eventually is going to happen is the alternative thought is going to displace the toxic thought we're just challenging beliefs we're putting something else there we are conditioned to think a certain way you know we are creatures of habit and so now what we are going to do is we're gonna put an alternative thought, something that makes sense. Somebody who's been worrying about something for years and years and years, clearly that's not logical, right? But why are you worrying? Not because it's logical, but because it's a conditioned thinking pattern. And when you see this now in this thought record, you say, ah, yeah, that's right. It's not logical. Okay, so if we need to have it explained uh, again, uh, no problem. But that should be very uh, um, obvious now. Think about something that you've been worrying about. And everybody here has got something that you've been worrying about that hasn't come to pass, but you still worry about. Think about those things that are far-fetched that you worry about because is the thing what we've got to understand we are not concerned with what's possible because if we go into what's possible you worry about everything no 
we are concerned with what's likely right what's likely you know i mean my son walks his dogs 10 times a day he's in new york now oh something could happen to is that possible yes but is it likely no so i'm not going to worry about that this is a thinking pattern and you tend to find there are people on this line that when you worry about something a particular issue and that thing is over you gravitate to another issue and then another issue and then another issue because it's not about the issue it's about the pattern of thinking does that make sense okay so i am on that no i'm gonna start let's go to romans 10 verse 17 romans 10 verse 17 in fact you know what let's go to romans 10 uh verse 9 and 10 first and then we'll flip over to 17 but we'll go to 9 10 and 11. um so verse 9 so okay listen no, i'm gonna go to verse 8 but what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith which we are preaching that if you confess with your mouth jesus as lord and believe in your heart that god raise him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation and then if you look at verse 17 so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of god how do you get faith well you just said by hearing the word of god if you read the word today tomorrow next day next day your faith is building up your faith is actually building up in this word and what we are living by we are living by faith we are living i've mentioned this before the supernatural life so we're not living the natural life and so here's what you don't do you don't worry about the natural life okay finance financial problems you don't worry it's by faith uh, uh health problems you don't worry it is by faith whatever the problem is it is by faith one has to understand if you know jesus christ you are not in your home now that's what you have to understand oh you, you know oh you mean <clears throat> you mean that, that i'm not from wichita kansas no you're not you you are not what does the bible say uh um philippians 3 verse 19 
our citizenship is in heaven from which we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what you are doing. You are tapping into heaven. It doesn't matter who's in the, who's in the White House, what the economy is doing. We are beyond, because all of that is just natural circumstances. And we don't live according to natural circumstances. When the Bible says that my God will supply all of your needs, doesn't say according to what the Dow Jones is doing, what the NASDAQ is doing. You know, doesn't really, doesn't say according to the stock market. No, it's according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So what does that mean then? It means this is that if you are living by faith, you are as stable as it gets. Yeah, the world is unstable. We know this, you know, but you are as stable as it gets. Jesus was as stable as it gets. You know, in, in the middle, right, of the Sea of Galilee, a humongous, a humongous storm. The sea, so the Sea of Galilee, so you got the Sea of Galilee, and what happens is winds come over the Sea of Galilee, but the way the Sea of Galilee is kind of like shaped, these winds kind of come in, it's almost like a tornado. And so you will see waves way above your head when it's windy in the Sea of Galilee. So it's almost like this vortex, right? And Jesus was asleep when this was going on. No, oh, what did he say? When oh, save us, save us. Oh, you of little faith, right? You of little faith. You should have been asleep too, right? It, this is the stability that we have to understand. Doesn't matter about a pandemic. Does not matter about the pandemic. Does not matter what's going on. You once you are tapped in to God, everything that you need is right there. And if you don't believe it yet, here's how you get to believe it. By hearing and hearing by the word of God, by reading the word of God. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what, we, we, are gonna, we are gonna talk about something after this. I'm gonna take some questions about what you guys have got from reading Matthew, right? All of you, if you've been doing it, should have finished Matthew 28 today, right? So should have finished Matthew 28 today. Let me tell you something. You know what the assignment is? You are the assignment. You are the assignment, really. The word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. You're not doing it to the word. It's the word that's doing it to you. There was a great song by Aretha Franklin called Who's Zooming Who? <laughs> you know, take a little, another look and tell me. Well, the word of God is the one that's zooming. Let me tell you that right now. You are not. It's a lie and it's powerful. And so when you read this word, it's not 
like reading uh, a regular book. Oh, books, books are dead. They are not alive. This word is alive. It's able to tell you what is wrong. It's able to give you the joy that you need. It's able to bring fulfillment. It's able to fulfill those emotional deficits that you've got that cause you to overeat, drink, smoke, whatever the case may be. You, the word of God, is able to displace all of that. You know, the more you read the word of God, the more the self-destructive tendencies and the things that hold you back mm -hmm. displaced. They will be displaced. It's not possible to read this word without changes going on inside it. The Bible says that God sent out his word, right? And God's word does not go out void. It always accomplishes the purpose of which it was sent out to do. And that purpose is transformation. You know, and I am going to finish a little sooner, actually, on this, because I want to hear some input about what people have got. As I've said, 28 Roman, I mean, Matthew 28 was finished today. We've been reading two Psalms, right? Two Psalms a day, right? 14 days should be at Psalm 28 by now. Old Testament, New Testament, right? This word is changing you because you experience the word. You don't read it. You experience it. And you know something? When, when you have faith, it doesn't matter. The lion's den, the furnace, it doesn't matter. There's this knowing in your heart that it's going to be okay. You may say that you're not there yet. That's fine. But that's where we're going to, the mountaintop, where it doesn't matter where you see people running around like a chicken with their head cut off and they want what we have. They want that ability to be stable, that ability to be able to say, you know what, things may be bad in Wichita, Kansas, but let me, but let me tell you, I am tapped in to heaven. You know, God has given me all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, and I can tap into them. This word is going to open you up. So you see how humongous this thing is that God has done. This thing is cosmic. It's humongous. It is massive. You are talking now about the God of the universe who is going to give such an inheritance to Christ. And you know what Christ is going to do? He's going to share it with us all. There's going to be no need to rush. There's going to be no need to say, well, what about if I get left out? You will not. I'm telling you, keep reading that word. There's a seed that's growing inside of you. You will start to experience it. 
you, you will see a situation where you used to be fearful. And you know what? There'll be no fear anymore. You'll see a situation where you would have low self-esteem. Oh no, they're all better than me. None of that anymore. The word, the word actually fills all of those deficits. Everybody here has uh, done the overeating thing, the drinking thing, all of that because of emotional deficits. That's why you've done it, because of emotional deficits. I talked about when I started smoking. It was to be cool. I mean, everybody knows the first cigarette you have, you throw up. Nothing cool about that. But as I said, but you force yourself because you want to be cool. You want to fit in because you're insecure because of those emotional deficits, right? You want to, you start drinking. You know, it's, it's so easy to get addicted to alcohol when you are drinking, when you are still healing from trauma. And you know why? You know what? Because the alcohol becomes a natural painkiller for you. Wow, that trauma is gone. Wow, it has gone. You, are, you have a predisposition to addiction if you have trauma that you haven't healed from and you start getting into drink. Everybody knows that feeling, I'm, I'm sure. You know when you've been traumatized. You don't want to come home half drunk watching TV. No, I would say if I came home half drunk, you know what I would say? I got to finish this off. I got to finish it off. I couldn't go to bed half drunk. I had to get blitzed because you have a natural propensity to want to be medicated when you've got trauma because it takes you away from that pain. And really, you get addicted to being all numbed up. But you don't, you know, when you're an alcoholic, you don't just have one drink and you don't drink for taste. No, you drink to get messed up. We all know that. But what am I talking about now? All of this I'm talking about are emotional deficits. How you feel how you feel insecure in relationships, how you feel less than. Many people have spoken on this line and talked about that. Pilar talked about it the other, the other day. So we've got all of this stuff going on. What I'm saying to you is reading the word of God resolves all of those problems you've got inside because the word of God, it's alive and it's powerful and is not only able to diagnose, but it gives you an incredible prognosis, healing, healing. 10 out of 10 get healed when they read the word. You immerse yourself in the word of God you have that faith built up inside of you. What does Christ said? Nothing. With men, things will be impossible. But with God, 
all things are possible. And as I said, I've been healed of mental illness. I've been healed of stage four cancer. So I know the power of the word. I think somebody's got their hand up a little bit prematurely here. But anyway, I know that the power of this word of God is what will resolve all of your problems. And I do not need to know 